Last year, there was a remake of the movie The Lion King, which was definitely a classic for me growing up. I think it came out, the original one, in like 93 or something. And I was kind of excited, but there was a great line in the trailer before the movie actually even came out. And it was Mufasa speaking to Simba. And he said, some spend their entire lives searching for what they can take. But a king spends his life searching for what he can give. And I think that is really exemplifies uh, our king. Today we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the king. And truly, Jesus Christ is that king in our lives, but not in some oppressive, uh, restrictive type of way. Jesus Christ desires to take the cross and give of himself to us. We are subject to the love of Christ. And I was reflecting on uh, baptism, actually, and my favorite moment of baptism happens right at the beginning, the naming and claiming. And from the moment of our baptism, the minister as well as the parents and godparents trace the sign of the, the cross on the child's forehead, claiming them for Jesus Christ that no other power or authority might have claim over them. It's from that moment that we are subject to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that he reigns as king in our lives, that we are subject to his love. Fast forwarding in the baptism, when we are anointed with the sacred chrism oil, we are anointed priest, prophet, and king. As we are all consecrated at baptism and that priestly role, while I might be called to consecrate bread and wine here on this altar today, that is what I was called to at ordination, we are all through our baptism called to consecrate everything in our lives to Jesus Christ. Your families, your homes, your work, all of that is meant to be consecrated to Jesus Christ from the moment of your baptism. And your prophetic role to proclaim Jesus Christ to the ends of the earth, so we are called from that very moment and that kingly, that royal nature is our mission to go and to be Christ-like to the nations, to lay down our lives to serve our brothers and sisters. We heard in the gospel that we are called to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to give water to the thirsty, to visit the incarcerated, to care for those most vulnerable people in our world, to have an encounter with them as if they are, because they are given their dignity by Jesus Christ, we are to encounter them as Jesus Christ himself. And a couple years ago, my home parish's Annunciation in Altamont Springs, and I was home on break from the seminary, and now Father Edwin Cardona was on pastoral year. He's a priest now at St. Charles in College Park, and it was after the evening Sunday Mass and we were about to go grab some food, but we noticed that there was a man, um, a homeless man outside the church, really just looking for a place to sleep that night. And we approached him and we started talking to him and hearing a little bit of his story. Now, I have a question for you all. Who here can speak one language? Raise your hand. If you're not raising your hand, then you must be this little baby over here who is absolutely adorable. And for all you at home, if someone is not raising their hand right now, I encourage you, tell them, smack them upside the head, tell them to raise their hand right now. Everyone at home, you too, watching through the live stream. Who here speaks two languages? Raise your hand. Three languages. Four languages. 
I, actually, I stopped at two. I don't know why my hand's still up. I'm sorry. I, I have two. This man spoke five languages, English, Spanish, Portuguese, French, and Haitian Creole. He had been working in construction for over 20 years, had gotten injured on the job, and life just seemed to fall apart after that. He couldn't make ends meet, couldn't pay his bills, and for the first time in his life had ended up on the streets. We, at that moment, just you know, we took some time to pray with him, to offer him what little assistance we had to get him some food and a little bit of money. And we just heard his story, to give him that dignity, to encounter Christ right there in that person. And it's so easy to build a narrative about people, uh, right? To assume so much into their lives, as if clearly this man didn't want to work or something. No, this man was actively searching for work, couldn't find it because of his injuries that he had sustained during work. We are called to encounter people where they are in that very moment. To encounter them not just because it's a good thing to give food to the hungry or to clothe the naked or to offer shelter, but because that is Christ Jesus before us. Because they have that dignity as persons, that is why we are called to do it. Not just as mere charity, but from the very nature of our baptism, called to be Christ-like. And looking forward, this feast, the solemnity of Christ the King, always falls at the end of our liturgical year. And just one Sunday from now, we start the season of Advent. And in my own prayer life, I've become increasingly more convinced that Jesus Christ has special graces particular to this Advent season that he desires to pour out on his people. So I encourage you all during this next week to pray about how you can better dispose yourself to receiving those graces this Advent season. Grace isn't magic. It's not as if God pours out his grace and magically we absorb it. We have to be open to receiving those graces. I was talking to the kids in the school a few weeks ago. We were talking about different liturgical colors and why we wear certain colors in certain times. And they asked me why we wore the same color at Lent and at Advent. Both are penitential seasons. We have to prepare our hearts to receive the incarnation of Jesus Christ, our Lord and King, into our hearts. If we are not properly disposing ourselves, then we're letting those graces fall to the wayside. I encourage you all, take this week. We have a great opportunity, actually. I know everyone's you know, concerned about the virus on what, for one reason or another. This is an opportunity to strip away all the materialistic side of this season and to put focus on what is most important, that reception of Jesus Christ, putting all of our hearts and our minds there and not on anything else, not on how many gifts do I have to buy? I mean, give a gift freely, but don't be so focused on that. How can we best receive those graces into our hearts?